Los Angeles. You see it at night and it shines. A beacon. People are drawn to it. People and other things. They come for all sorts of reasons. Our reason? To talk about Angel. <laughs> so you just changed that. that last <laughs> yeah. The end was no surprise there. It started with a girl. Okay. It started with tall, dark, and brooding. How, how can I thank you, you mysterious, black-legging, blue Nikes-wearing, American Apparel men's sleeveless shirt-clad hunk of a podcaster? No need, co-host. Your tears of gratitude are <laughs> not for me. <laughs> no need, little co-host. Your tears of gratitude are enough for me. You see, I was once just a hellmouthy co-host. But love and a pesky curse got me doing tall, dark, and broody. And now I'm just a big, uh, sister-cast-having person with large teeth. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> I have to say, cut. What do you... I don't know. I think you switched characters. Wait, no, was I the... you were saying that to me because I'm wearing black leggings and oh, because I was the damsel. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dynamic. I think. I mean, do I have to do the whole thing? I don't know. You don't have to do anything. Okay. All of this is voluntary, but there must be some way I can show my appreciation. No. <laughs> Great spot on. That's me. So no. <laughs> Being my co-host is uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the gay panic part. I'm not doing it. Right, don't part. do that part. Don't do that part. <laughs> don't do that part. Um, I think we're good. Yeah, I I thought that was a fun idea. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> that was yeah. That was, was like, really hard. It was. I didn't mean. T- it just that is like to me the iconic speech of the episode. No, it totally was. Is you're spike right. Spike on the thing. You're totally right. Um, you're just saying that to pass by because you know those are my favorite words. <laughs> you're um, totally right. Totally right. You're totally right. Totally. Um, you've seen The Breakfast Club, right? Mm-hmm. How many references can I pile on? Um, one of my favorite lines in cinema mm-hmm. or like dialogue bits mm-hmm. is when. Um, Bender is about to pee in the library mm-hmm. and Emilio Estevez is like one drop of that hits the ground man and you're totaled <laughs> and then Bender's like totally like he does a serve like a mm-hmm. and then so it's like one drop of that hits the ground and you're totaled totally and then Emilio Estevez looks him right in the eye very serious and says totally oh man that's pretty good I that like is it. a really good one because like one of them was mocking the other but the other was like oh no, no. I will beat you yeah. up yeah. I will absolutely murder you and be a, a jock jerk the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <sighs> um, young Emilio Estevez. Yeah, I had a big crush on him. Oh, my God. I mean, in that movie especially, because he, yeah. he likes the basket, basket case. Yeah, I, I, I liked her so much. You know, I liked her before her makeover better. Yes, but she was so happy, like so yeah. awkward and cute with it. Yeah. And, and she was like 80s pretty. Yes. Yeah. And he does that thing and I'll do the, he goes like this. Hold on. Like, and he goes, he puts, he holds his one elbow with his other yeah. hand and then he like puts his hand over her, his face and then like, like 
acts like he's like stroking invisible beard to like reference how pretty her face is because now there's no hair in front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my life, I've waited for someone to stand with their hand in their elbow <laughs> and stroke an invisible beard. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a world! And she's like, "It's makeup," and she gets all defensive. Yeah, because she's shy. She is shy. Um, but don't you forget it, Mommy Kelly. Don't. Don't 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 you. don't you don't you <laughs> <laughs> um um so we open with Angel saving a girl from an abusive relationship and he kind of quips there he does and this guy doesn't seem to have any powers right uh, unless I miss something the abusive boyfriend no he's just like a guy he had he got a gun I at first glance I thought the gun was glowing. And then I rewound it. It's not. It's <laughs> just thought you should know about my yeah. Your personal... misapprehension. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, but of course, Angel is protecting a blonde, as he does. Almost yes. exclusively. Until, yes. oh, second episode of this week. Right. He does Burnett. find a... Or, or Auburn? Auburn? Auburn. <laughs> With the second I saw that woman, I was like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's going to be like... She's, she's like the... She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. We also, and this is jumping ahead, but we first see her in a room with a very two very dumpy people. <laughs> <laughs> like two people who like are not TV pretty. No, she's like the most beautiful person I know. to ever exist. And then Whereas, it's like, yeah, I, some people from Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> Locals. <laughs> and you know what? I would love that part. I would love that Cast part. Ask me, don't stick your finger on my birthday cake. No. Because I cannot pretend to be charmed by no, you no no um, and then have blue frosting on the your upper lip that was kind of cute yeah they were humanizing her she they were totally humanizing mm-hmm. her and obviously the people that she worked with really liked her yeah, like, she seems like a sweet her. woman yeah. um but to kind of backtrack a little bit too <laughs> in the dark yeah um so we've got like uh this is this is a uh sister episode to yes uh in the harsh light of day is that what that episode's called? Yes. That Buffy one? Um, and if you've been watching Buffy, if you've been listening to Hellmouthy, then you know that uh, the gem of Amara has been wrested from the clutches of Spike and mm-hmm. is en route uh, to Los Angeles in the pause of Oz. Yes. Oz pause. Oz pause. Um. So it does take a little bit of time before, I guess it doesn't take that. It takes like five minutes mm-hmm. for Oz to get to town because yes. Spike figures out where the gem of Amara mm-hmm. is going and beats the gem and Oz to town. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's, I mean, as much as Spike is not a kind guy, mm-hmm. he definitely is smart and tactical. Yeah, for sure. Um, He is watching angel mm-hmm. fight off this man for her for yes. uh and then does kind of like a cowboy voice mm-hmm. um and then makes a a gay panic a, I don't, not even gay panic just another gay joke yeah like haha gay people exist yeah like haha and, angel's gay which is only funny if you're homophobic. Right. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not a joke otherwise. No, it's not. It's, it's just, just a like statement. a possible observation. Yeah. Do you think that they ever made out Spike and Angel? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Like, I'm sure there's... Well, okay. First of all, yes. I think they fucked big time. Yeah. 
I think that they were like for sure because Drew like liked that. Oh yeah, I would say Darla, Darla. Yeah, I think there was a lot of sex parties happening. Oh sure, sex buffet, sex. If you're a vampire, why not? Yeah, why not? You know, you can't get pregnant. You can't get diseases. You're evil, so you don't feel bad about hurting right. anyone's feelings. You so have just, super like physical abilities. Yeah, I mean, take advantage of that. Though. Talking of sex makes me think of other bodily functions. And there's some questions about like, (laughs) do vampires bleed? Do their hearts beat? Well, their hearts don't beat. We know that. Well, in the second episode. No, he's faking. We hear thump, 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 thump on the soundtrack. I know. There was a lot happening where I was like, I thought he's faking it. But why is like the vision getting all blurry? And he never says I was faking it. He just shows up like he just metabolizes the poison faster. I know we're jumping ahead. We learn later on in the series in Angel that his heart, that does, his not heart does not be. It's shriveled yes. up because yeah, of that person. Right. Well, it was funny, too, is I went I was like when I heard the thump thump on the soundtrack, I went onto Buffy Wikipedia because I was like, OK, Buffy Wiki is going to come through for me. Someone, some other big nerd will have been to this site and said, ow, it makes a heartbeat noise, even though clearly Angel doesn't have a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. No one else said it. Yeah. So now what? I feel alone and adrift. I'm shocked. I hate when that happens. When you see something where you're like, I know that someone else has pointed this out and it's yes. nowhere. And then you're like, I can't be the only person. And then you start to question your own mind. Yeah. You're like, am I insane? No, seriously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Ugh, I totally know what you mean. Um, so one of the other big issues of these episodes is that. Cordelia wants to run Angel Investigations like a business mm-hmm. and make some money mm-hmm. and Angel feels dirty taking money from people. Right. She now can type. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's still not a great typist, no. but she figured out typing Look, yeah. so well. When it comes to episode. money, yeah. I mean, you can be pretty motivated. <laughs> um, She wants things that have designer labels on mm-hmm. them. <laughs> I mean... Also, like she should, I think her first priority should be rent because she's not paying it. From what I, know, <laughs> it does not seem that right? way. Though Angel's office feels like it's the size of a, it's so big. It's so big. Like she, it feels like she could get a room there. She should just live over. there. Yeah, I guess I she don't would under- have to shower in his shower. That might be weird. But so what? Wait, does Angel shower? Yeah, he has to. They get dirty, right? But no body odor. No, just like dirt. So you could like rub it off with a magic eraser. <laughs> like, magic eraser? Magic eraser? Do you not know about ma- Mr. No. Clean magic No, I eraser? do. Okay. But I when was... you said, I, it's not like you said magi. Magic like... eraser. <laughs> magic eraser. <laughs> you want me to, That's a not soy a mag- sauce. <laughs> not magi. magic. Magic eraser. <laughs> um, I love a magic eraser. Me too. They're great. Um, I also love Angel doing Tai Chi. God, he's he's always he's doing so Rudy serious tai chi. about it. He like he makes it very dancey. He does. Like, mm, mm, he's like, look mm. at me flex all the pecs in my stomach. Mm. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Oh, look at my pants, my little joggers. <laughs> he's wearing little joggies. He is. Um, we also get um, one of the first in episode things that happens that's in the credits of one of the people looking up in pain yes because the blonde girl mm-hmm. rachel yes 
is like, uh, like looking up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that shot. Two things. And then we also have Cordy's invoice move when she's mm-hmm. holding the invoice and smiling that Perfect. beautiful smile of hers. She's a babe. She's a babe. She's a babe. Um, I did. Though when she runs into Spike, he makes a point of asking if she's lost weight. I was like, how could she possibly have lost weight? And how that's not like a I guess it's a nice thing to say. I feel like back then it was. Weren't people saying like, oh, have you lost weight? Yeah. People say that to me way more than if it's people say it to me too much. I think people just remember me fatter in their mind. (laughs) So when they see me, they're always like, hey, you've lost weight. You look good. And I'm always Mm. like, I because most of the time I have it. Mm. Once in a while, sure. Mm. Probably gained it back the next week or mm. whatevs. Mm. But like it happens with and sometimes certain people say it to me every time I see them. And I'm like, I'm not getting smaller every time I see you. You just <laughs> it's like there's gonna be a point where I disappear. <laughs> it's like you just remember me fatter. I-, I think people also really believe that this is it's a nice thing to say to someone. But it's not a nice thing. To, I I guess my what I'm positing. Separate from like why you're talking about my body, like let's not talk about my body. Mm. But separate from that, if the person has not lost weight, it is not a compliment. No, it's just a. Statement. It's meaningless, and and then it reminds them about like because when I see you and I haven't seen you in a while, mm-hmm. my aunt <laughs> name dropping. <laughs> um, <laughs> woo! <laughs> when I see you, I'm not thinking about my weight until you bring it up, and then I have to be like, "Have you lost weight?" And I have to realize, "No, I haven't." I don't know what to like, you know, if Mm -hmm. if it's true. Sure. I think anything you say that's true is easier. But like, and then do I argue with you? No, you just say like, thank thank you. you. Even though in my mind, I have to think about how I didn't lose weight or how (laughs) you think I'm fat Mm -hmm. in your mind. You think I'm fatter than real life. Mm -hmm. You have fat. You have a fat Snapchat lens on me (laughs) in your mind. Is there one? I don't think I've seen one. There's ones that like stretch your face in different Mm -hmm. ways. There's one that makes you like a swarthy. Um, he's not a pirate, but like he could be a pirate. Mm. And I'm like really good looking with that lens. <laughs> I was like, hey, self. Does it make you like, does it give you like pirate facial hair and stuff? It gives you like, yeah, like a five o'clock, like a very dark five o'clock shadow, heavier eyebrows, maybe even blue eyes. Oh my God. I want to try it. I think I would be hot as fuck. I w- if we were doing a video podcast, I would get it going right now. But I mean, we could. Too bad. You know, we could. Uh, so those right there. These are set up for cameras. For a second, I thought you were going to tell me we were being taped right now. Oh, my God. Horrifying. 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 Um, I think it would be fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. I um, jones for him the way he joneses for rock. Has anyone in real life ever said a sentence like that? Oh, that sentence was so embarrassing because it sounded so like, uh, like being observed. Like the way yes. she said it was very observed. And it was like. Also, like everything going on with her was mm-hmm. like so it just seemed so fake, like yep. her sweater being half off her shoulder and her just being like, you know, like, you know how it is like half the time it's me reaching out to him. And like, I don't even remember how things resolved with him. How did they? Oh, she calls. She calls Angel to say she found faith. And then he kind of mm-hmm. smiles and he's like, oh, good to know, because he's just thrown away the gem of Amara. And so this like <laughs> makes him feel bad. The du- uh, so dumb. dumb. Well, okay. 
when she's like talking about how like, you know, I just want to be with him, but I can't. Yeah. He's bad for me. And he's just like, oh, my God, girl, I get it. Yeah. Tell I, me about it. He's like, oh, my God, I am the Lenny to Buffy's Rachel. Like, I'm bad for her. I'm I could be I could turn into a vampire. I'm a different guy when I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she she doesn't know that Like, I have to leave. Like, he thinks yeah. of himself as a noble Lenny. He's like, I yeah. I had to leave, and like I get it, girl. Like, I wish that Lenny would be as dope as me, but he's not. No, he's an abusive boyfriend. He's an ab- he abusive almost, drug addict, almost murderer. He almost murdered you. He almost murdered you. And the, I don't know. There's something, and I don't want to say that the actress was weak, <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, it was really like arch dialogue, mm-hmm. and then on top of it, the performance was not very authentic. Yeah, and it's just like, is it just that she is working with what she has? Or yeah. I mean, the line really was, I jones for him the way he joneses for rock. rock. Jones? Who says that when they're actually sad? Nobody. Like, no one says, like, I'm jonesing for, you know, people say, like, I'm jonesing for a Philly cheesesteak or something. <laughs> or I got a jones for you, baby doll. Yeah. <laughs> but no one's, like, cry- no one has ever... In 2016, mm-hmm. or at least, okay, when was this made? <laughs> okay, even then, even in like 2000, yeah, nobody said while crying, jonesing. No, no, unless I mean, here's the thing: a good actor who's like who's like going through heroin withdrawal probably could say I'm jonesing mm-hmm. while like gasping or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. And you would be emotionally affected. Mm-hmm. This girl's not bringing that. No, you know what I'm fe- I'm feeling. You know what I'm feeling. Like it could work. Like in the wire. Oh, if you see uh, yes. someone saying that and they're like, you know, like fucking <laughs> Ptolemy or something yes. in the wire. You know, like, but not, not this woman with mm-hmm. her half zipped jacket, like coming off her shoulder and she's stirring God knows what. She's got a crock pot. She's got she's got to cook because she's got to stick her mind <laughs> off her. Ex-boyfriend who literally tried to murder her last night. Who she's her. thinking about getting back with. Because she joneses for him. She joneses for him. Um, um, so we had our first... They talked about being downtown. Yeah. And then there was a Scientology dig. Yes, I wrote that. That freaky church on Sunset. I was so excited about the Scientology dig. Because that was like a pretty... Because at this point, we all know it's a cult. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really afraid to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm pretty brave mood then move then. yeah i mean it is cloaked in like a very it is like, cloaked but i feel Angeles. like any la people would know mm-hmm. you know about that big old church uh we can i mean we can get into la beat if you want is this la beat time could be angels los angeles versus ours okay so yeah i mean freaky church on sunset i guess she's run into them rachel yeah it's interesting that she would run into them. I mean I guess everyone does if you're walking around that area mm-hmm. you're have you well, they're actively trying to like they're missionary basically yeah they're missionary and they do some like don't they do some charitable works like don't I'm sure they, they do I feel like they do um uh feeding hungry people mm-hmm. I'm sure so I feel like I feel like if you are on the on the rocks is that what you call yourself when you have no money? <laughs> Are you on the rocks? Like uh, a, a relationship like a can be on the rocks. Like oh, a relationship. When on you're uh, when you're down and out. When you're down when and you're, out. What's the other one? I get, 
when you're rocky, gasping for air. When things are rocky. When things are when you've hit the skids. How come when we talk about things being bad, it's always rocks? Because they're hard. It's like they're jagged yeah, and ouchy. I think they're hard and they also are immalleable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I think that's part of it too. It's mm-hmm. like, because it feels both hard, but also like you can't, ch- not changed. Right. Not it's, yeah, it's like trapping. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Have you had any experience with the Scientology church? Not really. I mean, I'm certainly highly aware of them because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember being like, and I didn't do anything about it, but like having the impulse of like vandalizing the anti-psychiatry exhibit that used to be on Sunset. Isn't there still one? What is that museum on Sunset? Guys, this is LA Beat. We're about to yeah. get real. <laughs> it's um on the south side of Sunset. It's on the way here from my place. So it's like, uh, yeah. and it says like the museum of. Oh, maybe this is at the Museum of Psychiatry or something. Yeah, and it says like an industry of death. Yes, that's a that's a, that's, that's, that's still there. That's I think the Scientology thing. Yeah, it's funded by Scientology because they don't believe in psychiatry. Yeah, right. Which it had crazy, some questionable statistics too. Yeah, it's that they were publishing. Like they were like two thirds of babies of infants are prescribed antidepressants. I was like, that's insane. No, not real. That's no like, way. It's just made that's up. not real. Um, I hear they have a really good brunch, though. Is that for real? I I mean, at you, that museum or at the at Scientologist? The, one, the pretty one the across pretty, from. Is that the Celebrity Center? The one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one that's on Franklin. Mm-hmm. Right? It's What's funny is it's across right across from UCB. And like, there are. And I just watched season two of Bojack Horseman where they like explicitly draw a line between like they do a Scientology arc but they call it improv oh. and they use all like improv specifics but it, and it works interesting um, though they make a point of saying like no we're not talking about Scientology mm-hmm. that would be crazy Um, so I but it's it's weird because I think you know both of you and I have spent time at that Franklin Village area yes we have I uh, used to go running by there all the time and a lot of times would be approached to take a personality test. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I'm running. I, <laughs> Dude, my personality is in stone. I'm a person that runs. I'm personality a r- runner. <laughs> figured out. <laughs> I got it. Um, yeah, there and then also uh, the, a big popular hangout for uh-huh. you locals. Uh, Vermont and Sunset. Yeah. That metro stop. Real mm-hmm. popular uh, for those who proselytize. And I don't know. I go back and forth. I am not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Me neither. But I but I theoretically understand the desire to tell people, if you were a religious person, to share that information with other people. I get it. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I think it's almost better than keeping it secret. It's, like, <laughs> it, it's kind of sketchy to be like, oh, I figured out about God, but I'm going to not tell you. Oh, interesting. I think, um, oh God, I'm probably going to get this wrong and some listeners going to be like, you're an idiot. But I know exactly which listener. <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> um, I think it was, uh, <laughs> this is pulling back from my college days of uh-huh. taking a World Religions 101 class. Hey! Uh, but that, um, I want to say it's Buddhism. Uh huh. Where, Someone, 
uh-huh uh someone a you know a person that was buddhist and could speak on the topic like really well I like wanna... a monk uh, yeah a, a monk or person <laughs> someone someone like that was like buddha um, who are you <laughs> no, no it was not buddha okay um said that you know like this is not a missionary religion mm-hmm. um and it's for people that choose to find it which yeah. is a little bit different from being secret that is true and is not and is not closed ranks either no like it's like anyone can, yeah, yeah anyone can become one it's just like i'm it's not my job to like try and convince you if you want to do it you'll do it but that is mm-hmm. a very buddhist way to look at something yeah right? that's so. true i grew up um when we went to church we would go to quaker meeting Mm-hmm. Wait, so did you grow up, uh, you grew up Quaker? Sort of, like, we didn't, I mean, we celebrated Christmas, we grew up, Christ, like, kind of, like, very, Do like, Quakers not celebrate Christmas? They don't oh, celebrate they do, but I'm just trying to say, like, we grew up fairly secular, mm-hmm. but we did things like celebrate Christmas and Easter and stuff, and my grandparents on one side were, like, Protestant, on the other side were Catholic, mm. but my mom had gone to Quaker school and really liked it, and so that's, if we went to church, that's what we went to, is we went to Quaker meeting, mm. um, and it is, like, my first day school, which is like Sunday school, whatever. It was like the most chill religion. <laughs> like, I guess if you loved guns and fighting, like, cause they're super pacifist. Mm-hmm. So like, if you really liked murder, if you liked like, if you felt like war was the best answer to most questions. Okay. Probably wouldn't fit in. Right, 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 right. But otherwise, like even as kids, we were like encouraged to read about other religions, figure out what we believe is right and incorporate it into our own personal belief system. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Which is very different from more prescriptive yes. religions. Yes. Are you, okay, and I will admit, I'm a little like obsessed with Scientology. Like I've read I did not, okay, I, I didn't watch Going Clear. Oh. I didn't read What's Her Name's book. Okay, I have not read Leah Rem- Remini's book. Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I want to see Going Clear, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like it's weird because like if you think of me, you'd be like, oh, would, she'd yeah. be obsessed with Scientology sure. um, because I'm obsessed with like cult like things. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I don't. Why? Why do I like it? No, you were like, are you really into it? And I said, no. Why? I, I said, I'm really into it. You're really into it. Yeah. That's why you're asking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, great. Um, I mean, we can revisit the subject once I watch Going Clear. Sure. If that's your homework. <laughs> but it's funny. Like, there's, I think there's something about, and I know Scientology isn't um, only in LA, but I feel like there's something about LA that, like, can build cults. I mean, there's, like, the Charlie Manson mm-hmm. angle. But did you ever read about the Source family? Oh, my God. That sounds so familiar. There was a documentary on Netflix recently. Called what? I feel like it was called The Source Family. Damn, I want to see um, that. It was this guy who was like the guru of the family. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get it wrong, but like he, um, he, they owned a, on Sunset, like kind of near my house, like mm-hmm. a little bit up Sunset in West Hollywood. They owned like the first vegan restaurant in LA. Mm. And then, and, and and people like hung out there all the time. There were like movies shot there and like it was like a scene. Yeah. But like a scene in like the like anti-establishment kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man behind it, just like he had a bunch of different wives and he. Yes, I do know about this. Yes. Awesome. And it's such a weird thing because I think there is something like people come to L.A. Um, as transplants and mm-hmm. so can fall into under the sway of people who are um, who take that 
that trust and pervert it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like our pe- people come to Los Angeles um, because they have a-, a lot of people do because they have a different type of dream than a lot of people that go to other cities mm-hmm. um, and ones that are like particularly lofty. And you have yeah. to have a certain amount of blind hope in yeah. in things in order to even pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is a very easy thing to like if someone is the is of the ilk that they're like, gosh, you know, I mean, I could really make it in the entertainment world. Yeah. And they come to Los Angeles to do that. And a lot of those people are from a very small town mm-hmm. and also like might not make it. So then their hopes are dashed. And so it's a very easy thing to like take a person that's that's receptive to like suggestion and to yeah. uh, like the dangling of a carrot. Mm-hmm. But then also has been had their hopes kind of dashed. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, gosh, like this is the perfect person to sweep into my cult. Um, <laughs> I do love cults, though. I'm very obsessed with them. Okay. Well, you should see the source documentary if you haven't seen it. I will. It's good. Great. I mean, it's... Is it still on Netflix? I think so. I mean, I don't always check to see things on Netflix <laughs> after I've seen them. You should check every <laughs> week if Source Family's on there. Um, um, but no, and I get really obsessed. I mean, and it's mostly stuff in the 60s and 70s, but because I live in West Hollywood, like right off Sunset. So mm-hmm. anything that happened like within two miles of where I live now, I'm like, what? I love it. Yeah. I love reading about it. Uh, um, like there was a riot at the corner right by my house at Sunset and Crescent. Really? House. Yeah. That do you know that song? Um, oh shit! Wait and start. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Billy Joel was right by my house, and he just like all of a sudden started rapping. It was like really crazy. <laughs> it's a song. Oh shit! It's a song that the title of it is not in the song. Oh, it's that one. It's like, stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going round. That song's called Take Care. That song's called True That. That song is called. You're supposed, you should sing it into your Shazam. Or you could. Just... Wait, do I have Shazam? <laughs> <laughs> you really confused me. Um, You could just Google that lyric. So while you're doing that. Something happened in here. Oh, yeah. What it is exactly. Um, there have been a couple of like, uh, so there were a lot of drug references in this episode, which is, what is it called? For what it's worth. Okay, great. I wasn't close. No. Uh, listeners, if you listen carefully, <laughs> for what it's worth was not even close you said, to what I said. Take care. Yeah. It's a song by Buffalo Springfield uh, that was inspired yes. by a riot that happened near where I currently reside. And Buffalo Springfield was named that because of a steamroller that was parked on Sunset Boulevard. And the band members saw that it was called Buffalo... <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> Buffalo I Spring- don't know if I trust you. <laughs> Buffalo Springfield is a brand of steamroller. They saw that brand immediately inspired. That is what that band is named after. What was the cross street? I need to know how it was in Silver Lake-ish area. <sighs> sorry. That is not my sunset. I'm sorry. That is not my sunset. That is not my sunset. We should call LA beat. That is not my sunset. Because that, that works. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic, folks. Um, um, okay. yeah, there is a lot of drug references in, the, in, these, in this episode. Yes. Cordy mentions bong water. 
what does she know about bomb I water? know. <laughs> um, I do like the the idea that Cordy is a secret stoner. I do too. Like <laughs> it sort of makes some of her behavior <laughs> make yeah. more sense. Yeah. I feel like she and Xander probably smoke together. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. They're like we're gonna go study these books. Yeah. In Cordy's car. In an off screen world. That happened. Yeah, I feel like that was part of what held them together. Um Okay, so Angel fights Spike once and wins. Yep. Then Angel fight then Angel gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, and Oz is there. Oh yeah. Oz comes, gives Angel the gem of Amara. We don't really know where Angel puts it, right? He puts it in the sewers. Oh, he does put it in the sewers. That's right. Uh, and then Oz and Cordy have that, like, catch up that's so yeah, awkward. Yeah, but it's also, that's so, so real. real. It's like, <laughs> how is home? How's our, the people we know in common? Everybody good? Moving on. Does someone just knock? I think someone bumped into the door. But do you want to check? I thought it sounded like someone bumped into okay, the door. Okay, that's fine. We're fine. They'll knock again if they need to get in. <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble today. That was hilarious. Oh my god! How LA is this? <laughs> this is not, not not our sunset. It's like genuinely unnerving because, like all podcasts, I have a relationship with him that he does not have with no. me. I feel like. I know him. Like, I feel like I've tucked him into bed every night. I feel like I know him. Are we talking about the same person? Of course we are. (laughs) Okay, if there's someone else here who might be your podcast idol, then maybe two of my podcast idols are here. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know. No, no. Okay, I'm like, I'm sorry. Ready? (laughs) One, two, two, three. Ball of focus. (laughs) <laughs> all right i have no idea how that sounded but it felt so good to whisper to you yeah no so if that sounded okay we're, we're gonna, gonna every a week. new segment called Whispercast. <laughs> Whispercast. it was just yeah okay um what do we think of that torturer oh <laughs> <laughs> he's so much like okay first of all he's doing like a hannibal lecter thing right he's like yes but like very beta exactly and not charming Mm -mm. he's just like he's he's a person you know what it is he saw like season two of the show hannibal and was (laughs) like "Mm, i kind of like that guy i could be like that guy i could be like that guy and then tried and he's wearing that like um the moroccan collar yes type top He's got a lot of look. He's a lot of performance. Yes. And it's just really, I'm like, what are you doing that's so different? Like, you're just stabbing him with, like... Okay, but the truth is, he's controlling his own... He's he's funneling his own child molester impulses. Right. He Yes, that's right. Cause he or maybe child kids. killer. It's not clear what he wants to do it's, with the children. It's one of those things where... Remember that episode of Buffy where it was, like, the kids being molested, right? Yes. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like he is a child molester, but they're just not going to say it. They're not going to say it. Here's what's interesting that I had never thought of. Mm. Um, and I, I do sometimes think about murder. But <laughs> we, if you like to murder children, mm-hmm. you kind of need to get out during the daytime. Yeah, because kids are not kids out are and about at night. They're not available. You know what your night is? Halloween. True. It's true. If you're a vampire, 
And <laughs> you also night. are specifically into kids. Halloween is your night. I don't. I was going to ask. I was going to go deeper on this. What? Like, do you. Parent teacher night. The kids are at home alone. Parents are at the school. Yes. Oh, but you can't get in. But the kids can invite you in. You can just say I'm in front of your parents and then the, the kids are stupid. They'll let you in. Well, I think what you do is you start a babysitter's club. <laughs> and, and you're like, I don't do summer nights. I only do like winter in the northern hemisphere, like in the north. Yeah. Great. Start your babysitter's club and then because babysitters get invited in. Oh, yeah, you do. And they get paid. <laughs> you can get paid. While here's the other thing that this show does not really talk about, but other vampire shows like True Blood have done it, mm-hmm. and other so like maybe I feel like if you can control your bloodlust, mm-hmm. you could just sip on people, yeah, and they'll be like, "Oh, a bug bit me." Mm-hmm. This remember they do touch on it once, okay, in season four. Okay, well we're not there or five, not this show in Buffy. Yeah, but that's a whole, that's like a... That's like a subculture, though. Yeah, that's a bordello. <laughs> Which I didn't know what the definition was last <laughs> week. Um, I like to use words again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, also, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, it's a little off topic, but it's kind of on topic. Okay. When Spike is talking about the Brahms and he's not into it, and then he says, mm-hmm. now, that's what I call music. Was he make a, making a reference to a series of compilation <laughs> albums released in the late 90s, early 2000s? Because <laughs> he could have been. <laughs> Do you think he owned Now that, That's What I Call Music 1? Now two, That's What I Call Music 3. Two. That would have been so funny if he was like, Now That's What I Call Music <laughs> goes off, off and then comes back and says, 3. Up. Did you own any now? This I didn't. I had. I li- I heard them all. Mm-hmm. Like I knew somebody owned one, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. like buy it. I had like number five or something. I still have it. <laughs> it is such. It's such a time capsule of a time. Mm-hmm. It's like one yeah. summer. I have it on. I have like a CD of bands I never would have bought albums of. Yeah. For like one summer, and then we did like a Yankee swap at work. What's Yankee swap? Is that White Elephant? It's. Everybody brings a present, mm-hmm. and then you can steal. Yeah, that's white elephant. Okay. Also, but okay. like white elephant, I think is better if you literally do a white elephant. If you literally do some shit in your house that you don't want. Mm-hmm. But if some people are going to bring cool stuff, and some people are going to bring now, that's what I call music holiday edition twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. You leave with less than you came with. Mm-hmm. Though I did bring lottery tickets. It was like a fifteen dollar thing, mm-hmm. so I brought fifteen dollars worth of lottery tickets. Nah, I'd want that. It was a good, it's a good one. Yeah, I'd want Because, like, you're not trying to, you know, what can you get for $15? Maybe money. You know what I brought to a white elephant and nobody thought it was funny? Because it was, you know, you know, you know when you go to a party and everyone there sucks? Yeah. And you're like, I'm the only funny person here. <laughs> it's like me and, like, this one friend are the only funny people there. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> brought, because the whole thing was that you're supposed to bring, like, useless shit. Sure. Um, And I brought... Just like a shoebox full of those AOL free minutes That's CDs. Funny. Yeah, that was really funny. And the girl that got it was like, okay. And I was like, all right, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm going to steal this shoe buffer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I use that thing every day. It is not useless. <laughs> oh, God. Um, She could have made a disco ball. 
There's so many yeah, crafts you, that you can, can do make things with, those with that. CDs. It was hilarious. <laughs> I got I, this. I got the Star Wars. Uh, uh, because you know how you get themed ones. Yeah. One of them had Anakin Skywalker on it. That's awesome. Yeah. I almost wish you had kept it. Well, she gave it away, and someone else. I don't know. Listen, it's a sore subject. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you brought it up. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So for some reason, Spike is okay. So Spike's holding Angel ransom. He mm-hmm. realizes Angel doesn't have the gem, and he thinks that Cordelia and Doyle can find it. Mm-hmm. So he meets up with them on the streets mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. during the day mm-hmm. when he's still a vampire. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Because they make such a big deal later that like Angel can't even be outside during a sunset. Mm-hmm. But Spike's going to hang out outside to meet up with Cordelia and Doyle who work in a vampire proof office. Is it supposed to be like a neutral territory? I guess so. Yeah, they wouldn't have him in. He wouldn't go to their place. I... I don't know. I didn't get that. Uh, also, like, it seems to change, like, how much they can be in the sun yeah. throughout the series. Because, like, Angel is fine in uh, the policewoman's office. Kate's What's her name? Office, Kate's yeah. office. Yeah. Well, he's also fine. Spoiler alert. At the end of the episode, when he smashes the gem, he the sun is still <laughs> setting. Still there. I was like, Angel, you could have been seeing this every day. Yeah. What? Oh, I haven't seen a sunset. He's like, not for me. Oh my god, Jeez, Angel. Louise. All right, but we have so much we have stuff to get to. I know. Um Okay, so there's a House of Pies shout out. When? When um uh Doyle answers the phone and goes yeah. House of Pies. <gasps> oh, I I missed it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty LA. It's really LA. Um House of Pies. I'm not a big pie person. Oh, I love pie. But I like House of Pies. Like I like the vibe there. Oh yeah, cuz it's a very it's you a can get greasy diner spoon. Food. Yeah. Um, they have really good broiler chicken, mm. um, good mac and cheese. You know what I found a recipe for? What's that? Atlantic pie. Okay. I know nothing. So it's a crust made from crushed up saltines, butter, and a little bit of sugar and sea salt. Okay. You stick that in the oven to um, bake it, and then you put lemon curd. Okay. And then, uh, like, sweet, you know, lemon custardy curd thing. And then um, creme fraiche with a little bit of sea salt sprinkled on top. And it's a messy, sloppy pie. Is it good? Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I love a saltine crust. Mm -hmm. Because it stays jagged and and, uh, flaky. Yes. As opposed to, like, crumbly. Yeah. I don't really like a a a crumbly Though I'm not really a pie person. I'm mm-hmm. a cake person. Interesting. I'm more of a pie person than a cake yeah. person. Great. I mean, I mean, you can do a pie well, mm-hmm. but I definitely prefer a cream pie to like a fruit pie. Like I would have rather have a fruit crisp than a fruit pie. Mm. Like I love a crumble. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is it because you don't want that much goo? I don't like the texture of the gooiness, like cherry pie feeling. Oh, you don't like not that. Not for me. And then I also really like uh, like caramelized sugar. And I mm. don't really like pie, like traditional pie crust. Oh. Like the flaky. Like I don't like biscuits either. I don't like there's something like to the flaky. Oh. It's not my kind of carb. And you know I love carbs. Yeah. So you like a more spongy carb. Yep. I like cake or like or if it's like sugar caramelized. Like, mm-hmm. um, so e- even if I do a pie, like uh. What do you got, like an Oreo crumb or what? I don't know what mm-hmm, you call it, like mm-hmm. a cookie 
mm-hmm. crumb. I also like a ginger snap crust. I don't know that I've had that, but that sounds good. I like ginger. Yeah, I do a ginger snap pecan Mm -hmm. crust for this um, pumpkin cheesecake thing that I make for um, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and it's um, it's just pecans, sugar, pecans, brown sugar, ginger snaps, and butter, and you just like, um, what's it called? Uh, food process it for a little, like pulse a couple times, and then Mm -hmm. just flatten it and bake it, and it turns out really good. Sounds really good. It's so decadent. Um, we're talking about pie and we have no pie to eat no um so that was our segment yeah the pie pie shout out pie shout out yeah or desserts you wish you were eating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um this episode had the most heroic moment for a windowless fan i've ever seen Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there was like the build-up which was like coming coming in and then stealing away Angel at the beginning. And yes. then it was like, you're on the pier. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> also, isn't that what Angel should be driving? A window- windowless van, he not should, a convertible? He should just be like, honestly, I was like, I'll pay you for this car. I need I need a car that I can go around That's in. That's funny. No, because Oz needs it because he's going to go live in it. It's true. Ugh. I don't love that. I feel like I get it, Seth Green. You want to go do your thing, and I support you fully. Mm-hmm. But also, Oz, what are you doing? <laughs> Everyone's allowed to make mistakes, um, even if it means cheating on Willow. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so I was noticing something interesting that, like, so Spike outsources this torture. Yeah, because he would never do that. No, he doesn't have the stomach. He doesn't. Um, and Angelus would. Oh, 100%. Angelus loves torture. He tortured Giles. Mm-hmm. He he loves torturing. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting because Spike, in a lot of ways, is like a wannabe Angelus. Mm-hmm, of course, yeah. Totally. Um, And even when Spike and Angel are fighting, I mean, I, I guess I know mm-hmm. the future of what happens, but it's also just like, you guys aren't going to kill each other. Stop playing. Yeah. It's sort of like when Buffy and Spike fight. I'm like... Buffy, you're not going to stake him. This is just a punching bag situation. Yeah. I know you both are like getting out some energy. It's <laughs> like when puppies wrestle. Yeah. Like, okay, guys. Getting all riled up. Yeah. Don't act like you're going to slit each other's throats. No way. It's not going to happen. Um, And then so we've got that, you know, dude with his shirt and his face. Hello, boys and girls. Also, um, he was holding like a torture instrument that I think is called the Pair of Anguish. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, don't know I know. Name. Yeah, I don't know why I know so much about torture instruments, but I, I'm not sure what it does. Okay, because it, it's in the shape of a pear, but it comes apart into three. Like it, like it's like a speculum almost. Maybe but it's a pear. You put it, it in the in. butt or in the mouth, maybe, and you just in keep opening it more and more. Yeah, I'm gonna look. I it mean, up. Angel was tortured, but he really did not look much worse for wear. He had some holes poked in him. Yeah, well, he heals. Uh, okay, what am I looking up? Um, uh, how to use a pair of anguish. Oh, God, this could go very wrong. Aha. Uh-huh. No. Oh, my God. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> what okay, so it's from it? the Middle Ages. Uh-huh. Okay, so it was, it was for various punishments for people that they did not approve of. Okay. For women, they would put it in their vagina. For homosexuals, they would put it in the anus. Okay. For liars and blasphemers, they would put it in the mouth. Okay, what does it do? It expands. 
and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it opens like a flower. Can it kill you? I mean, maybe you bleed to death. Let's look at the wiki. <gasps> what are you looking at? So that closes. And then it just And then it opens. So he's holding one. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. But we don't see what he does with it. Nah. Maybe he puts it in a wound. I hope, I mean, I, I just hope he doesn't do it. I, I hope he didn't get to it. He was holding it, and I think maybe that's, I don't know. That's when Oz came in. Let's hope. Yeah, I like this idea. Here's that's hoping. Um, but of course, he's a creepy child molester killer guy. So mm-hmm. he goes to Manhattan Beach? Yeah. Is that yeah. the pier? I was like, no, because that it, is not Santa Monica. It might be um, Hermos Beach Pier. Oh, okay. But it's a small pier. It's a small pier. Very and small. Manhattan Beach is the one with the Grunions. Grunion Run. Yeah. I just referenced the Grunions. Uh, actually, the Grunions are in Cabrillo Beach. Oh, okay. But I just mentioned, no one ever knows what Grunions are. I can't believe it, Ryan. I know, but if I tell you the truth. I do you not like, know what Grunions are? I do know what Grunions are, but do you know how I know what Grunions are? How? From a movie. <laughs> From Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. From a movie about teenagers. Oh, man. Well, that's where most of my knowledge of things comes from. They go, I thought they went to Manhattan Beach, but they go see the Grunion Run and it's all romantic with Josh Charles and Christine Applegate. And that's how she realizes. See the Grunion Run? Yeah. He's like, hey, do you want to go see the Grunion Run? She's like, I don't know. I'm like pretending to be uh, an administrative assistant (laughs) by day, but I can probably hang out with you at night. And he's like so cute and it's really sweet. And, and then his evil. Have you never seen it? I've never seen it. It's it's very fun, but also it's one of those things. It's like Home Alone, where it's such uh, wish fulfillment for young mm-hmm. people. Like it's sort of like, yeah, if if our mom went to Australia and then okay. our babysitter died, we could totally figure it out, and we would all have personal growth, and nothing okay. would go wrong, and we'd, fi- you know, it's like, yeah, yeah no, yeah. you wouldn't. It'd be horrifying. Or it would just be like you'd eat pizza every day. And eventually you would call your mom crying because you realize, like, this isn't working out. <laughs> but in a movie, like, yeah, the older kids take care of the younger kids. And Sue Ellen gets a job in fashion. Oh, my gosh. No, we should totally watch it. I'll and watch Josh it. Charles is a dreamboat in that movie. Really? I mean, he's a dreamboat in everything. I'm always down for a dreamboat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always down for a dreamboat. Always down for a dreamboat. What a um, dreamboat. How about, like... If you were if you were a dreamboat who was on fire and then jumped into the ocean and then swam under the pier and then looked like he was shipwrecked because the shirt's all ripped up. And then- <laughs> he did look like he was shipwrecked. <laughs> he looked like Robinson Crusoe. Oh my god! And but he has a rig and he's super pale. But everyone keeps talking about it. But he's not. That he's pale. not that pale. I'm like Seth Green. You are more pale. <laughs> it's like Seth Green. Look in a mirror and yeah. you can. You can. You're not a vamp. You're not a vamp. Um. Yeah. No. Oh, that that heroic moment when he's like. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna jump out into the sun, <laughs> and he's like, lit on fire, uh, and he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna jump into the water. Like ten seconds afterwards, everybody calm down. It was so funny. And then when he stakes the guy, but the mm-hmm. guy still has the gem of Amara on, which, if anyone doesn't know, it makes you an impenetrable vampire. Yes, you can't die in any traditional vampire way. Mm-hmm. And so he staked and he's like, hey, hey. and then Angel's like, you dumb, dumb. Yeah, don't gloat. I'll yeah, steal I'm, your ring. I'm just going to pull the ring off your dumb <laughs> finger. And you're all slippery because we're in the water. So it'll come right off. Oh, it's like Angel is so smart. Angel's so smart. He's well, so he smart. is smart. Because remember, he he says to Spike, he's like, you picked a vampire to like torture the answer out of me for the gem of Amara. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? 
And I really liked that. And especially like Spike being like, oh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I, I I know what I know what's up. Mm-hmm. No, Spike, you don't. you don't listen to like listen to Daddy Angel. Oh uh, yeah, Daddy Angelus knows. Um, but after healing, after standing in the sun at the beach for a little bit in w- wet clothes, which is the best way to experience the beach, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> in a fully wet outfit. Because this might actually be Angel's first time during the day on a beach in his whole life. Ugh. And he stands on it. And with he like, stands on it with wet jeans. <laughs> and like, it's like, oh man, he's never gonna know what the beach is really like. No, he's just standing there with some chafed thighs. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not wearing his leather pants. Dear God, those would shrink or grow. I know. What would Someone happen? Someone would have to cut them off. I don't know. I've never had leather pants. That- and I've never jumped in the ocean with them on. Okay, I think what happens is this is my theory because mm-hmm. I think I've gotten leather things wet before. Yeah, it like gets more stretchy when it's wet, and then it okay. shrivels <gasps> when it's dry. So he's got to get those off while they're still yes. wet. He cannot be wasting time standing in the sun. <laughs> he loves it though. He's like, I'm feeling the sun. I know. And then he goes to the roof mm-hmm. and he watches the sunset, and it's horrible cg has a horrible, <laughs> horrible green screen with like the worst color grading like it just looks so bad like i'm like you're so red everyone is so red Everyone's why is red. everyone so red well because they weren't standing in an actual sunset no, it just had some like gels on a light um and angel decides to make a big choice he fetches a rock from somewhere oh the rocks that he keeps on the roof <laughs> his roof rock. Yeah. He's his a roof rock. His rock collection. And smashes the item that could have kept him invincible. Does he understand? He could even be like, I'm not going to use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Does he understand how much strife could have been avoided in all of the other seasons yep. of this show? Had no, he I don't that? think he does. Here's the thing, too, that. Okay, he's making it. He makes a call. Mm-hmm. He's got, his reasoning is that if he has the gem of Mara, he won't help night people. He'll only help <laughs> day people, <laughs> which is sort of dumb. Because also, like most people are during the day. Yeah, or like, <laughs> who cares? Sleep during the day. No one's going to tell yeah. you to wake up. People work night shifts. Like, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah, you can still Just help work at night, night people. <laughs> Though I think what he also says to Doyle, and this never really resonated to me and then this time I was watching it and it kind of did is that he doesn't trust himself no. to be a person who does who want okay one one level he doesn't have enough self-esteem to believe he deserves this gift mm-hmm. but he also doesn't trust himself right. to not fuck it up to not use to not let this power go wrong with him I agree I think he even though Angelus is not him mm-hmm. I think he is afraid of what he can be yep and so he's like, oh, God, like, I don't want to have this happen. Yes. Um, and also, like, you kind of touched on that he doesn't think he deserves it. Mm-hmm. I think he also, like, wants to keep going on this journey of, like, repentance. And then I don't think he realizes, without being spoilery, like, how much he matters. Yes. And so I think he thinks he's still toiling away in the dark. Yep. Even though Doyle's like, hey, I've got all these visions. You're supposed to help people because yeah. they send the visions to me. He's still like, oh, like I'm just, you know, I'm 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 making up for all the bad things I did in the past mm-hmm. here in my basement apartment. Right. I think yeah, he definitely doesn't see himself as a hero. No. 
And so I think that's part of the arc of the show. I do kind of wish he had like, I don't know, mailed it back to Buffy and said, yep. why he, don't you hold give this? this back to me when yeah. I need it? Oh, my God. Fucking duh. Or give it to Cordelia. I mean, Cordelia, I think ultimately uh, will be someone that he can trust in that way. I think mm-hmm. she's not quite there yet just because of their dynamic. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, he could have given it to a trusted person. I mean, Buffy would have worn it around her neck every day for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> she's Buffy. Kissed it as she fell asleep. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that Cordelia would have been a good person to hide it for him. Uh, but instead, he destroys it. So it's gone. Now, no one can use it, which also he does eliminate the threat of it falling into the wrong hands. Okay, great. Kelly just rolled her eyes at me so hard. Yeah, it was like, great. great. Congratulations. Good Congratulations. Um, I mean, he also kills a child molester killer vampire. Yeah. He does good things in this episode. He does. He does. Um, and then it, he makes uh, your mom jokes with Doyle. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. it's funny because there's so many like hack jokes that I don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. But a a, de- a a surprise your mom joke, I kind of like okay. It. So you only like a surprise your mom joke. Did yeah, you not like if enjoy Doyle, if Doyle had made a your mom joke? I wouldn't have been into it. Okay, but Angel making the joke, yeah, being like I think about these things, like your mom. Mm-hmm. How is your mom? Like that's funny. Yeah, to me. that is funny, and especially because it's not in your typical like your mom format. Yeah, it's more like implying that I've had lots of sex with your mom in the mm-hmm. past, haven't seen her in a while. I think of her often. Mm-hmm. What's up with your mom? Do you remember the MTV competition show called Yo Mama? Yo Mama. <laughs> hosted by How Walter. could I have ever forgotten? <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know that I love Yo Mama. <laughs> I'm not saying I like Yo Mama jokes <laughs> per se. But, I, but like, just like the way... And this is, maybe I'm thinking of this because we mentioned Wilder Valderrama mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of Fez. But also, like, when someone says burn, sometimes it makes me laugh, too. <laughs> especially if it's, like, a surprise. Like, if I know you're going to say it, it's not going to make me laugh. But, like, <laughs> someone says something, especially if it's, like, not a good burn. Yeah. And you're like, burn! <laughs> what, what makes me laugh, um, and actually, probably now I hear the word too much and I don't, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's as funny, but, like, when it was very out of vogue to hear yes. someone call something boss. <laughs> I really like when someone was like, oh, that looks pretty boss. You say that. I do. Yeah. Probably I because like, I like it. Yeah. I was like, I feel like the person I hear saying that the most is it's me. Kelly. It's me. I, I'm, I'm tired of it because I hear myself say it all the time. <laughs> no, you say it and it's great. Thanks. I used to, I tried to make aces happen. Aces is good. I like aces. I like aces as well. Um. Um. But yeah. So how's your mom? I don't know if that's the last line of the episode. That's the last thing I wrote down about mm. In the Dark. Great. I think that covers everything about In the Dark. Guys, we're recording at night right now. I know. We have been yawning. <laughs> that's how you say yawning, right? <laughs> the longest way you could say that word. Yawning. I'm trying to make uh, I think yawn. I'm going to yawn again. My <laughs> eyes are watering so crazy hard. Um... Um, and then we get I Fall to Pieces. Uh, where? <laughs> this is so creepy. <laughs> okay, and what this one was our first, like, real monster of the week. Because, yeah. like, the pilot, we had that one, Vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we've had some mm-hmm. things. But, like, I don't know. This one just felt so... Like it had no, it was not developing Angel at all or no. anything, any dynamics with any of the other characters. 
it was purely like this episode could come in the fourth season. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it was so standalone. It was so standalone. Um so we open on uh this woman. Uh-huh. Uh who's so beautiful. So pretty. She's so pretty. She's working at this office mm-hmm. and she's got two friends at her office. Well, she's got one friend and one coworker. <laughs> she's got two coworkers. Wow, uh, she's she realizes that the name on the cake for her coworker is misspelled. Mm-hmm. So her solution. Okay. I, I feel like Kelly's about to defend this choice. No, I, I no, I was okay. mad when she said in maybe a joking way, like we thought you'd be better as a Penji. I was like, okay. After you stuck your finger yeah. in someone's cake. You know what I bet you have with you when you are serving cake to people? A knife. A fork. A knife. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Use a napkin if you have to. So you don't like that her paws were in that cake. She stuck her paws in someone else's cake. If it's your own cake, do what you want. (laughs) If you're at your house and you're serving it to your children and your husband or your wife or something, okay, touch the It's still. I don't want to see it, but do it. Oh, interesting. You're serving it to a coworker or other people at the office. They don't want to taste your fingers. Oh, man. I... Oh, I'm no. not offended by that at all. Oh! <laughs> Look, you can serve. You can. You can. I can go to a street taco thing, and if you're, if you got just your bare paws on a. Okay. What if? Okay, there's a cake. Mm-hmm. I am trying to fix the frosting, so I fix it with my finger. Mm-hmm. Lick it, and then you go back. I would not want you to do that. I would not want you to do that. But you don't know what I did with that finger before I put it in the cake. No, the but you're making me watch you do the second part. I guess, okay, and that's part, the watching is part of it. If I was Pengi, <laughs> and I just walked up, and, like, she does have it on her face. Yeah, she but does. But, like, that doesn't imply she used her hands. If I don't know she used her hands. she's a messy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're a messy bitch. I'm a messy bitch. You can be friends. Yeah, I think it's the, I don't want to see you stick your finger. And that's true probably with the taco thing, too. Mm-hmm. All kinds of gross stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. That's the thing. Willful ignorance. Willful Though, ignorance. I, yeah, if, Kelly, you can rest assured that if I'm serving you cake, mm-hmm. you didn't put your fingers in the frosting. The there's no way that my unwashed hands touch the frosting. Okay, because like when you're baking, sometimes you're like you have clean hands. You might if you mm-hmm. have to do something. I can't yeah. promise you that that my yeah. clean ha- my like freshly washed hands didn't make adjustments mm-hmm. to the dessert. Mm-hmm. Probably a pie, honestly, because mm-hmm. it's for you. Yeah, it's for I me. Mean, it's not for me. If it was for me, it would be my house. <laughs> I'm serving this to you. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, why, why are you touching that? Also, like, I did not really understand the extent of their friendship or relationship. Her and Pengi? her. Pengi and her. Because <laughs> Pengi comes over. <laughs> Pengi comes over and she's like, what's going on here? And she's like, pissed. And then they're, <laughs> and then they're like, happy birthday. And then show her the cake. And she's like, oh, but you spelled my name wrong. Yeah. And I was like, wait, okay, hold on. What was your, like, why were you so mad before? Oh, no, no. Um, Pengi. <laughs> the, uh, she a boss? She's the officious office manager mm-hmm. who manages the temps, mm-hmm. which include our girl. I don't know her name. I know. Our I, girl Friday. Our girl Friday and her friend. So, yes, her friend. And her friend. So I think the idea is she's not... She's a boss, but she's not like a 
I don't know if you ever worked in that kind of office, mm-hmm. but like she's not the boss, like the executive. Yeah, she's I know, I the administ. She's the boss yeah. of all the ad- admin mm-hmm. people. So, and those people, I've worked for different at, with with and for different ones mm-hmm. in different places. I think are can be the most like, and I don't want to use this word. Like, you look so scared. I want to no, because I want to say bipolar, but I'm not trying to make light of a mental. Like problem. they can, they can flip switch. So, on like a they dime. can be both the like the ones who are the most strict. And like bitchy about dumb rules that mm-hmm. no one even cares about, or just be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. leave early, come late. Let's be friends. Like, mm-hmm. let's have a three-hour coffee yeah, break yeah, together." Yeah. So, like, so that part kind of rung true to me. Okay, because I've had the like the office manager who's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "Oh, I'm doing this thing that you like," and they'll be or like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, we're talking about One Tree Hill," and the person be like, "Oh, let's talk about One Tree Hill for two mm-hmm. hours." And it's like, okay, if I had said something you don't like, mm-hmm. you would have been mad at me. Okay. So Penji felt too real. <laughs> yeah. That that was a I recognize a game recognizes game, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Penji is successfully thwarted. Like her anger is thwarted because like oh, no, they've she's got this so cake. happy about that cake. She's so happy. And then our girl Friday gets this huge to find out her name. <laughs> huge bouquet of flowers. This huge arrangement. Yes. And it's from Ronald. Are they paralegals? Hmm. What job do they all have? Cause, well, she said, like, "Can you watch my phone?" So maybe they're like uh, secretary. Secretary, because then, but it also seems like the guy who delivers the fa- flowers is not a flower delivery guy, but another secretary in the office who seems to be a subordinate of them. Well, okay, so we had that in my office. So like a junior secretary or something. There's like a so there's a receptionist at the front that okay. like everyone that sits in the lobby has to deal with that receptionist. Mm-hmm. And then there are secretaries that work for each of the individual. Oh, that makes sense. Like, you know, in Mad Men when um, there are like the people that sit in the lobby yes. and then there's like Don Draper secretary. Totally. There's like that. Yeah. So it's okay. like that, I think. So you're right. That makes total sense. And then I think that that other one must be the Joan. Pengy yes. is the Joan. Pengy is the Joan. Friday is. Just... Yeah. Her name is Melissa. Okay, great. We can you call her Friday. Friday. Um, yeah, oh. so she's not happy to get those flowers. No, because they're from Ronald. And it says, um, my undying love. It does. What a creep. Um, but we come to Melissa through one of Angel's gets a message. Mm-hmm. And his message is from, the or, or Doyle gets the message. Mm-hmm. But in the scene, Angel has woken up during daytime mm-hmm. to get some coffee. Mm-hmm. To hang out in the office. Mm-hmm. Why is Angel up in the daytime? I don't know. His job is at night. He's a nocturnal. Maybe he's person. trying to be like social with Cordy. And well, why is Doyle. Cordy there during the day? Because what else is she going to do? She's on the job. She's not right. working. She despite should, what she told Oz. If she's supporting Angel, like if her job is they admin should meet eight, his schedule. Yes. Yeah. No one should be getting up and having coffee. I guess maybe I was just jealous because I have to get up and have coffee during the day, mm-hmm. and I would much rather sleep during the day mm-hmm. i guess sleep at night too just sleep all the how time how can i just sleep more i was looking at my cats today and wishing i was them because all no, they do I is do. sleep mm-hmm. and someone else gets their food from them they don't have to worry about anything nothing their schedule is to sleep in different rooms in my house and follow sunspots okay i bet they do have a little bit of angst because they have to deal with each other yeah and they don't really like each other yeah they have like social angst yeah but, yeah but they no. like me i'm like the nice mama and then Aww. they hate each other but actually, today they were both sleeping on the bed. Aww. I couldn't believe it. A year ago, that never would have happened. I'm glad. Thanks. Um, 
And Cordy uses the white pages to find Melissa, <laughs> which is like a nice throwback. Yeah. Um, um, who works on Wilshire Boulevard. Yep. It's a big It's a street. big street. That's not our Wilshire Boulevard. Not our Wilshire Boulevard. Wilshire. Wilshire. Um, also, Angel is feeling self-conscious about the fact that he seems imposing and scary, which he does. Yeah. He wears all black. He... Mm-hmm. So, is very quiet when he walks around. He doesn't smile. Does not smile. He seems upset. He's a tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always looking for problems. Yeah, and he and he doesn't he doesn't have the people skills yet to be not creepy because he comes up yeah. and he's just like I heard you're like upset or whatever. Like I, you know, I heard you have problems. I heard you have problems. You need help. And it's like oh god, get away from me. Yeah, especially. I mean, it doesn't help that her issue is yes. a doctor. Oh god. I wrote that he is as bad as the child molester vamp. Like he's, he's pretty so bad. Creepy. He's so creepy. He's so creepy. I just want you to be happy and healthy. There is something gross about when a guy is trying to take care of you in a like way that you should be doing for yourself or mm-hmm. like a parent should do for right. a child. Yes. Where it's like he changes her pin number, he's watching her all the time. Yeah, the grossest part that one of the scariest images to me mm-hmm. was when the policeman stops him. Yeah, and he's facing the building, mm-hmm. and he's like hands up, and he lifts his hands up, and there's they're just cut off. Yeah, and the thing that wears me out is why does the cop give up on that? Well, because he's looking for a creepy doctor who's stalking this woman. Oh, so he thinks... And he's like, someone would have mentioned if that doctor had no hands. <laughs> he's, he's a world-renowned surgeon <laughs> with no hands. Yeah, I think that's it. But and it's funny that that's what's creepy to you because just a few moments later, we have her in bed no, asleep and Ugh. hands underneath the, underneath the blankets. Yeah. And Down in her bathing suit yeah, area. I know. It was know. horrible. <laughs> it was really bad. No, it was so it it, 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 it was so <laughs> like gross. A nightmare I didn't know I needed to have. No, that like some disembodied hand is fucking is doing whatever is, it wants. It's molesting you. Yes. In your sleep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, uh like Yeah. Ew. Oh God. Like it and was And the policeman thinks you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, all right, lady, are you having a bad dream or what? First okay, of all, that was a shitty thing to say. Yes. Also, like, if you hear screaming and you are uh-huh. on detail, yep. It, you don't ask her if she's had bad no. news. You plow past her and you say, like, I'm going to check out everything else because something is wrong and yep. I'm wasting time asking you questions. Well, and if she is having hallucinations, maybe you take her to the mm-hmm. hospital. Someone needs to be helped here. Yeah, she's in trouble. Ugh. Um, but well, he dies because he is choked he to death by the hands. Um, he operated on her eye. He did, and then he had his eyeball follow her around. <laughs> okay, th- this is a, a weird one. Like, and I think this is kind of the a thing that Angel can do fairly well. Is like, on one hand, this is really creepy, mm-hmm. like genuinely upsetting horror stuff. Mm-hmm. The other kind, it's so goofy. Yeah. Like the eyeball has little like tendons hanging yeah, out. Yeah, it. like a little tail. So are you? Why would you do that? If he can remove his eyeball, why wouldn't he do a clean removal? Why is that? <laughs> why are the tendons going? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and also, like, it's weird that the eyeball can float. Like, 
<laughs> I didn't even you would think about that it that. would just like roll on the ground. Well, because the oh, hands God. like walk like yeah, they walk. They like don't thing. float. So the eye should be rolling, <laughs> and then he's got to like wash it off with saline solution before he pops it back in his eye. Yeah. Okay. Though I know we're having a good time. Okay. But and I know we're not the word police. Mm-hmm. But I think we Cordy have to address saying it. the word retard. Yeah, we have to say not cool, Cordy. I was just not age really well. disappointed in that. It was. It almost like I don't think that you should go back and edit old things. But yeah. I, part of me wishes it was like bleeped out. Yes. <laughs> part of me wishes that like from now on on Netflix or even I watched it on DVD. On your DVDs, yeah. you don't have to watch that ever again. Because when she says it, it's so jarring. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I don't think it's fully in. Hair, maybe it's, it is. I don't think she would say that. She would not say that. She is smarter than that. Yeah. She wouldn't say that. I hated that. Yeah, I like it was I flinched when she mm-hmm. did it. It 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 is one of those things like like I felt like I had heard one of my friends say it. Like you yeah. know when you're in a group of friends and then they say something and you're and you're just like, "Oh my god." And like all you can think of is like, mm-hmm. "They said that. They said that. They said that. Yep. They said that." And it's just like, "Oh my god." And and if it's like someone that you don't know well enough to be like, wait, what the fuck you just say? Exactly. That's the danger zone is someone who you, you like and respect, but you don't know well enough that you that you still have like that uh, think before you speak thing happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I feel like the people I'm closest to know literally my mouth is already saying, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Hold like, up. Are you joking? Yeah. Or like what? I- yeah. <laughs> or like just a look. Like a, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know that look. <laughs> not that you've done that to me because I've said horrible things but I've seen yeah, you do that you've, look you've seen that look but like but if if you're still in a phase of friendship where you're thinking about everything you say before you say it mm-hmm. it's easy to get like caught in the like whoa and then you're like did I miss here mm-hmm. and that, usually my first step is to look around at other people and see if I can catch someone else's eye to be like did we did we just both yeah. hear that person say that yeah if so, maybe it's worth addressing. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm a crazy person. But yeah, that's how it felt with Cordelia. This like is, it felt like, yeah. It was it was so, it was very jarring. Yeah. It was like a record screech. Mm-hmm. So this episode, and we kind of talked about this as the series gone on, but this episode is the most traditional detective show. Like this could mm-hmm. be an episode of Psych. The, it it like, was very it, detective-y. So like, it's like introduce the problem Mm -hmm. find out who the bad guy is Mm -hmm. detectives go undercover to work at at the office or like Mm -hmm. it's just so it was it felt like it was just so like beat for beat what you would expect from an hour-long detective show except floating eyeballs yeah and the thing that actually made it more boring was that angel was doing all of this undercover shit by himself yeah and it would have been much more exciting to see him have to do it with cordy or with doyle like just include like to have two people on their side especially because even his undercover thing like of his like his wife's death like here's okay here's something that's going on in this episode that i don't feel like worked effectively Mm -hmm. is they were trying to say that one angel was a stalker Mm -hmm. when he was in love with buffy Mm -hmm. and two that like he has some understanding of the creepy doctor due to his obsessive love and not, I don't buy either of these things. Me neither. Like, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't track. Because this guy is a crazy, evil, narcissistic, he's, 
his love for uh, Melissa is just a reflection of his love for himself. Yeah. It's not about anyone else. Mm-mm. He wants it's to be, a possessive yeah. love. It's to have and it's to control. Mm-hmm. And right. I think it does a huge disservice. And I'm usually the first person to jump yeah. at how creepy Angel is for Buffy. Mm-hmm. But like it does do a huge disservice to what Angel and Buffy had. Like they did have they they love each other very yeah. much. And it is a two way street. And like, yes, he was creepy and like following her around. But I think that's where the creepiness ended. And yeah. here it. It's like the core of what this guy feels is something very deeply disturbing. So why are you making that comparison? Yeah, and and he never would harass her. I mean, Angelus, mm-hmm. maybe, if you want. Oh, for sure. But like that's not, I don't know. I just feel like the show made reference to making that connection, but I never believed for a second that Angel was actually connecting with the doctor on that level. No. Um. There were two OJ episodes. In the, two OJ references. references. Yeah. I noticed that they mentioned Johnny Cochran and OJ, mm-hmm. which this these writers like to do because they yes. did that in Buffy too, where it's like that would be like if four years from now someone was like, "Oh, Robert Durst," <laughs> which they might. I mean, I'm I will always talk about Robert Durst. I mean, here's the thing about Robert Durst that I don't think he was as cultural, like major no, cultural thing. No, here's the other thing is like. In some ways, I don't know if this is still true, but O.J. Simpson's like one of the most famous domestic violence slash murderers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess when you think of like a relationship gone wrong, you're yeah. going to how can you not? It's like Hitler, right? Like, yep. How can you not mention the most popular yeah. thing yeah. of that? I mean, there's so many other layers to that. I mean, watch the documentary, guys. Watch <laughs> American American Crime Story. There's so much going on. But like. Mm. Yeah, I think he's just like the name that you think of when you think of domestic violence turned to murder mm-hmm. or escalated to murder. Mm-hmm. But there's also, I don't know, Scott Peterson. Okay. But here's the thing. Scott Peterson wasn't famous before. No. So that's the thing where it's like someone that was. Chris Brown. I mean, he didn't murder anyone. That we know, know of. What if I what if I broke the news that Chris Brown is a murderer on this podcast? <laughs> no one would know. <laughs> I really hate him. I hate him too. I hate him and I think he why are we so bent on protecting men that hurt women? I don't know. I think Bill Cosby will be, get these kind of I, I want to call them jokes but references in the next 10 years. Oh for sure. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and it'll just be shorthand for mm-hmm. creepy rapist. Yep. I think you're right. And so so someone that is like emblematic of a thing. Like right. football, America, like um, uh, like comedy, like family, America. Yes. That's the thing that you think of. And then all of a sudden it's like flipped on their head, on its head. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder, or not sometimes wonder, but I do think the fact that the, the two people that we just mentioned are both black men, I don't know, mm-hmm. but there is something to like, uh, how these people become emblematic mm-hmm. and what, and that's, I don't know. Yeah. We raise their infamy to a different level. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. There, There's definitely like a color issue there um, with the like amount of vitriol mm-hmm. that and I guess betrayal too. Yeah. That and the willingness feel. for I mean, in this context, like the willingness to make it shorthanded and joke. Yes, exactly. It's to demasculinize. Yeah. 
that's a word. Emasculate. Emasculate. There you go. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, oh. <laughs> when Cordelia is prote- undercover as a journalist for a <laughs> medical magazine, she's talking to that nurse or doctor. I don't know who that woman is. Some kind Some of doctor, medical nurse person. Um, and she's like, so did he ever strike you as a big dangerous creep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is such a bad undercover person. For an actress. Yes. It was so funny. Yeah. That was it, really good. Um, But yeah, the hands are for me the worst. It was so gross. Though when he throws his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, we weren't done yet. <laughs> That was a good cross between like creepy and delightful. Yeah, it was really funny. No, there there were a lot of parts where I was like, like the eye floating. I was laughing so hard, but it was also creepy. Um, but yeah, there there were a lot of like. There's even the part where like the detect or the private eye like goes yeah. to the cops and like is talking mm-hmm. to Kate about it and is like told by the female cop about like you know how she's mad at men that make women. Like, it's a very, yeah. like, uh, Detective Benson mm-hmm. thing to happen. Yes. Um, And then we have Angel's heart beating. Oh, I'm, God. We are. That's... And maybe it's not beating, but the soundtrack is like, thump, thump, yeah. thump, thump. And it's like, what are you, what's thumping? Nothing's thumping. Nothing is thumping. And why, if his blood doesn't, if his blood doesn't course through his veins, mm-hmm. why would giving him a drug, so this isn't the first time that we've seen him drugged. No, he's got poisoned before. Yeah. So, like, maybe blood is coursing through his veins. How is it moving? I don't know, but how is the poison traveling? Well, I think the poison was, like, magic, right? So it was just, like, pew, okay, and, like, that went poison. out. This, uh... I think this isn't doing anything. I think if and it's he's just... just pretending? It's, yeah, it's just he pulling. so Yeah, he waits long so long. To stop pretending. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just pretending. Okay. I believe you, but the show never indicates that. No, the show plays. I only believe it as him pretending because of what I know about what he does in the future and like about his physiology that is revealed. I kept expecting him to reveal he was faking in the scene instead of letting the doctor get away. I that's what I that's what I I was hoping that he would be like, no heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. He's like, your heart is your heartbeat slowing down. And then he'd just be like, your heartbeat or no heartbeat. Yeah. Or he'd be like, it's so slow. It stopped. 200 years ago. Whoa. <laughs> Burn. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, I love it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, also I'm going to say that Doyle, I think, articulated pretty well why they should charge people um, to yeah. Angel about like the fact that it's true that like it's hard if you save someone's life. Like mm-hmm. they are always going to feel indebted to you. Sure. And sometimes there will be things where people will like attribute romantic feelings or yeah. dependence feelings or whatever to Angel. And Angel's like, I can't deal with that because I'm so depressed about Buffy. And charging someone mm-hmm. is a great way for them to be like, done. I'm yeah, done. it's a transaction. Also, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I would be a sellout, I think. I, we were uh, talking yesterday in class about Rothko mm-hmm. and how he was offered like, I think a million dollars in 1940 to paint these paintings. Wow. Uh, for this restaurant. Yeah. So of course he was like, fuck no. And he, he like gave him some ridiculous, he, he like was like, no, $4 million. And they're like, great, we'll do it. We'll pay it. So he paints all these paintings, then burns them. 
<laughs> and then kills himself. But I was like, dude, sometimes like you got to sell out. In 1944 million dollars. I would take it. I think it depends. I don't know. I do think there's something to like your art and your passion can sure. be what sustains you. Sure. So yeah, I don't think like, I want to do some nice paintings. I don't think I want to be horribly depressed and rich. Right. But like just do some nice paintings that are going to be in a restaurant. He just didn't want them to be in a restaurant. Right. It, just, it doesn't mean your paintings are going to be bad. I guess I'm a big fan of like don't agree to do things that you don't want to do. Well, that's what I so like, he should have been like, no, yeah, he should have been. No, but he shouldn't have been like, I want to paint these and then burn them <laughs> and insane. then kill myself and then kill myself. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. <laughs> oh, that makes us now like we're... every painting I did is worth way more <laughs> than it would have been <laughs> if I had lived out my life yeah. like Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> God, Kincaid. Um, I did a I did a, a an ad for them and they're Disney. Oh. They're Disney. Um, yeah, he's your kind crossover. of guy. He's really your speed mm-hmm. in terms of art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially the Disney crossover. Oh, yeah. It's Dumbo. Okay, can I tell you, though? <laughs> that makes me roll my eyes inside and probably out. You did roll the okay. outside. <laughs> um, but I really like, and these are so cheesy and bad, and I would never buy a poster for my house. Wylands? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he does know. the whales. He's like Thomas Kincaid, but underwater. <laughs> he does like whales and dolphins. Like but no, and I, again, I wouldn't own a poster, I've, but when I see them, I really like them. Those like weird photographs that are like celebrities as Disney princesses <laughs> in like the world of the Disney movie. So like there's one, I think it's like, it's not Emma Watson because she's actually going to be able to like, as Rachel Vice as like Snow White, and then like you see her like on a prairie, like going to where the seven dwarfs live. I really like they tap into something. There's something bucolic about that. For yes. Sure. Again, I don't want a poster of it. Please, my birthday is October sixth. Do not get me a poster of these Disney women. There's one like Scarlett Johansson as Cinderella. Wait, so did the did the are these licensed like did the, disney did, does that disney pays for them so did the, did these women pose for them or is it like they I mean, photoshop I think, the images i think they pose maybe they do a green screen i don't know because like no i don't think they're like hanging out with oh she was cinderella so it's like this it looks almost like a vogue cover shoot it does it, but you, they're dressed like but she's dressed like a princess did uh what's her name do these um fuck what's her name very Annie famous Leibowitz? yes did she do these i could believe it i think she did there's julianne moore as ariel Oh, those are actually kind of cool. Right? Like, they just, they're, but they're so fucking cheesy. They're so cheesy. They're, they're so really cheesy. cheesy. Like, they're, the, they're like, look, I like looking at a Thomas Kincaid. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I like looking at one. I don't want one in my house. Like, they, even though it could earn you money because that's all you care about in your greedy heart. <laughs> look, if someone paid me enough, I would put them in my house. I, they make me oh, think of like my grandma. you sold me a house and you're like, here's the rule. You have to have Thomas Kincaid's in every room. Yeah, I'll take the house. <laughs> you have to have Thomas Kincaid's and Wyland's in every room. I think that's not something I wouldn't compromise. I need to see a Wyland. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the, you, you, you'll see it and you'll be like, I know what Okay, but would you quit? would you quit doing podcasts with me for $100,000? No. That's such a lie. No, I wouldn't. A hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't do that. A million. Ah! (laughs) Okay, you know this man. Let me find one of his like really one of his really famous ones. Yeah, I mean he likes a lot of like (laughs) 
blues and purples and but he always does like shamus or not shamus um, <laughs> orcas orcas he does shamus he does like these oh you know those yeah ones. i've seen those but he like will sometimes do them at sunset and it's like they're like oh my god share on facebook nightmare nightmare it when i just tried to close the while and it said share on facebook oh i'm gonna share all kinds of thomas kincaid <laughs> um but yeah uh wolfram and hart rears its head again yes um because they represent the creepy basically i think we're now led to believe that any baddie yeah any supernatural baddie in los angeles is protected by wolfram and hart mm-hmm. and we already know from the pilot that wolfram and hart isn't just coincidentally pre- protecting all these supernatural people they're aware of supernatural things right Yes, like they have the special glass so that people don't burn if they're vampires. Mm-hmm. Like they're aware of what kind of dark shit they're into. Yeah. And they are protecting them from exposure, protecting them from mm-hmm. basically anything they could be uh, getting into. Yes. Um, You were kind of. I wrote on. something that said recluse. Oh, that's what it was. The like. OK, so. The evil doctor learned how to separate parts of his body off of himself <laughs> mm-hmm. from a yoga instructor mm-hmm. who is taught him psychic surgery, psychic surgery. And that guy is a recluse who had a mental breakdown, but lives in a very fancy house. Yeah. At first I thought it was the nice. mental institution, but I was like, no, this is his house. It's his home. He lives in a beautiful home. Psychic surgery pays well. He probably has. I could picture that place having some wildlands. For sure. For sure. No, yeah. He's, psychic surgery is where, if you're going to sell out surgery-wise, psychic surgery. Oh, I don't want doctors to sell out. <laughs> I, it's like a noble profession. Help people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can talk about this, but one of my friends was in a case where uh, people were donating their bodies to science mm-hmm. and the place that received the bodies... <laughs> So worried. Would cut them up and sell the pieces on the black market. Oh, so wrong. And then, like, for some reason, they sawed off one of the heads of a. This is a quote from a deposition. Mm-hmm. Sawed off one of the heads of a very small man and sewed it onto a very tall man <laughs> and propped it up in the lobby. <laughs> That's horrific. But the visual's amazing. Oh my god! Son of a Oh my god! I just don't understand why they had to sew it on. Like they're they're selling the pieces. They just put it in the lobby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like a you fun joke. Yeah, that's, exactly, it was the fun joke part. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. Because would you donate your body to science? Sure. Would you donate your body to... Um... Like a medical school? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There's something weird about that part. Because yeah. they're sawing that shit up like crazy. Yep. There's no respect They're skinning body. you. Yep. How about for like a group of people who... Um... <laughs> Just like some friends? <laughs> <laughs> no, who like have weird sexual predilections. No. What? They will dig up graves and have sex with corpses without their consent if you don't give up your body. Or somebody has to give up their body. So oh it would be giving God. them like a safe body. 
So it would protect other bodies. Yeah. Oh, man. But I mean, not whatever. I'm not using it anymore. Fine. I sort of feel that way, but I really wouldn't. I, really, I would I, not direct my body there. No. It's like if someone approached me and was like, look, we're going to go dig up that body down there. You're going to die tomorrow. They know this for some reason. They're like, can I just use your body? I'd be like, fine. Fine. Yeah, I wouldn't be into it, but I guess it's fine. <laughs> I do want to donate all my all the parts that are worth anything. Yeah. But. It's just like the whole, like, if they're, they're, the hope is that they're doing it with care, right? Like, that they're not just, like, hacksawing your fucking body. <laughs> no, we were still talking about the sex <laughs> And I was like... No, I would really I want, rather them t- treat me rough. I really want a hundred no. kisses from Eastridge. No. <laughs> no, I want butterfly kisses over every inch of skin with your eyelashes. Oh, God. If you're going to desecrate my body, you'll do it with your eyelashes. <laughs> you can do anything you want if your eyelashes do it first. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um hey hmm? melissa's not blonde no she's a auburn auburnette um yeah she is so this is the first non-blonde that he's had to save the first hopefully we have three more <laughs> and then we'll have four non-blondes yeah four non-blondes is that something it's a band oh i didn't know that <laughs> the way you're looking at me makes me want to guess so i can guess myself but yeah no I i'm just they, really tired they I... sing like a famous song no, I'm sure they do. Four Non Blonde sounds really famous. I I think they sing, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. hey, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Four Non Blondes. You're I right. Said, hey, what's going, going on? Um, though that song is called What's Up. <laughs> you were you were mentioning that name earlier. What's up? Mm-hmm. That was one of the possible names for the song that is not called What's Up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, maybe I'm actually psychic. <laughs> psychic century. Or maybe I brought this all in because I was the one who was like, hey, Melissa's not a blonde. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> if you had three more of those, you'd have four non-blondes. Hey, yay, yay. <laughs> um, I liked that Angel was trying to not wear black as much. Yes. So he's wearing that beige sand taupe shirt. Yes. Um. And he does take money. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he sells out. Mm-hmm. Though it's not really selling out. It's running a business. It's running a business and paying your bills. Yeah. How is he staying in that place? Maybe is it squatting. abandoned? It <sighs> is. Adverse possession. That's what it he's is, trying to do. Uh, early millennial. Yeah. Downtown Los Angeles. You can't do that now. Oh, no. You will be ousted by another squatter in a second. Yeah. I, are there even empty buildings downtown that people are squatting in it feels like it's so like hopping and expensive i know i think if you want to squat you probably have to go if you want to squat it'd have to be a place that's going to be demolished in like yeah a a month and they're like it's cordoned off like over where they're going to build a target oh my god that fucking target yeah you know that you're talking about the one right that's over by this ucb sunset yeah the one that looks like the starship enterprise yes they're never going to build that thing. I mean, who knows? Someone might be listening to People this podcast are... while walking through that target one day. That is terrifying. <laughs> what? That we're going to live, that our voices will live long enough for that target to get built? And that our voices will live in perpetuity on the internet. I think it's weird to think that, I, I mean, not that we're like, so many people listen to the podcast, but the idea that we, I could be walking through 
Target listening to a podcast and then someone else is listening to my podcast. Yeah. And we never talk to each other. They would never even know unless you like started saying, hey, yeah. And they'd be like, wait, Ryan? They'd <laughs> be like, Angel. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> this is not a blonde. <laughs> Three more of those. So you have four now blondes. <laughs> I really didn't plan it. I didn't plan it at all. I didn't have. And then Kelly will say, <laughs> "Oh my God. say, um, yeah, I don't think anyone could recognize me from my singing voice. Maybe they could. <laughs> no. You don't think so? No. All right, fine. Believe what you want. I am also getting really tired. Yeah. No, and I think we're we're out on time. <laughs> I think we were supposed to be out of here a while 40 ago. Minutes ago. Yeah. Um, uh, what is your last note of the week? What did it say? Doyle was right about charging them. Mm. Mine is the teeth. <laughs> they fly out of his mouth so funny <laughs> that guy it's so weird like what a weird amount of emotion like yeah. number of emotions i was feeling with that guy it was crazy he he was like maybe our biggest villain that we've actually met mm-hmm. and i'm including the child molester because mm-hmm. he really did upset me yeah like the child molester was upsetting um but yeah so we're kind of getting into the rhythm of what an angel episode looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got our three main characters mm-hmm. plus Kate. Yeah, she's kind of ancillary, but she's there. She's around. I feel like right now she's more functional than she is part of the crew. Um, but like we're kind of seeing what the rhythm of Angel's life is like here. Yeah. So, yeah, we found a stasis. Yeah, I think I think we have now found our footing. We we know it's not so much like what is this show going to be? Yeah. Um and I think also we found how the characters are interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know, I'm excited for them to like explore those relationships a little yeah. bit more. Doyle does admit that he thinks Cordelia is attractive, which like finally. Like hello, everybody does. Yeah, she's babe. She's beautiful. We get it. But I, he does have a big crush on her. Yeah, he has a crush on her. She needs to, I don't know, figure out how she feels about him. Yeah, because she rebuffs him a little bit, but like seems charmed by him. Yeah. I, I'm not clear as to like what she thinks about him. Oh, God. I, or I was going to say when Kate <laughs> says like, you're either here to ask me out on a date or you're here. I was like, no, he's not. You have no chemistry. You guys suck together. This sucks. I mean, I don't think here's the thing. Forgive Kate because he is David Boreanaz in yeah. year two thousand one. I know two thousand. He's he's a large slab of good looking man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would never say that, mm-hmm. but I would secretly be thinking maybe <laughs> <laughs> if he said yes, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. They have no chemistry. Have we? We have not talked about how she was on Law and Order. When was she on Law and Order? She was. One of the lawyers for like five or six seasons. Really? Yeah. And uh, a DA. Serena. Yeah, she was an ADA. When I think it was, it was before uh, Sam Watterson became the district attorney. So it was like when he was like this the is regular lawyer. Yeah. He, so he was like a senior ADA, I think. So she mm-hmm. was his like co counsel, but subordinate. Um, and she was on this. She was on for seasons, and she was you know she was fine, whatever. Didn't have a lot of big moments. But her biggest moment was in her final episode. 
So like she's a DA on Law and Order. You don't like know much about her personal life, you know, whatever. And then there's a big case, and she I think leaks information to the other side or something. She doesn't, so she gets fired, and she's in the room with McCoy, and he's firing her, and he's like, you know, you, I've got to let you go, and she just looks at him and she goes, "Is this because I'm a lesbian?" When there had been nothing about her personal, like there had been one episode where she talked about an old boyfriend, but otherwise. You know, Law oh Order never God. and it was, she's like, is this because I'm a lesbian? And he's like, of course not. And she's like, I guess I'll always wonder. And that was like the end of the episode. It was such a WTF moment yeah. on the show. Because you're like, what? Yeah. I know nothing about it. What? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So every time I see her, I think, is this because I'm a lesbian? Like, you know what? I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. I mean, it was a kind of a weird, it was just a, it's a weird moment. And for that show, because the show, especially for the lawyers, they never talk about their personal lives. No, never. There is the fact that McCoy, I guess, slept with one of the lawyers. Mm-mm. Oh, I don't know if you ever saw that episode. I didn't see that Which, episode. of course, is, again, in one episode. So in I was one, more of an SVU gal. I totally believe that about you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, I like SVU a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one of the episodes, and when I say McCoy, I'm talking about Sam Otterson. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the episodes, you find... One of the original ADAs dies in a car accident. No. And they're like investigating her death. And you find out that while she was under McCoy, she was under McCoy. <gasps> oh. Yeah. And he's like, I loved her. And you're like, what the fuck? I don't watch this show for your personal problems. Oh, my God. Tell me about murders. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Is this because I'm a lesbian? So every time I see her, I think of that. Yeah. And it was just and it wasn't a performance. It wasn't like she did anything weird. It was just mm-hmm. like such a curveball of the writers and a curveball that had no follow up because yeah, she's gone. This is her last episode. She's gone. We're never going to talk about her again. I mean, uh, I'll think about her again. I mean, I'm you're like, constantly thinking about her. Of course. Like, uh, 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 and I'm always going to wonder, is it because she was lesbian? Shh, something you'll always wonder. I'll never know. Ugh. Um. Oh, Kate. <laughs> oh, Kate. Okay. So. Do we know what we're going to have next week? I think we do. Next week's episode. First one is called Room with a View. Or actually, it's R-M-W slash A-V-U. Really? Yeah. But Are you looking at our Google Sheets? Because that may be... <laughs> no, I'm oh, looking okay. at Buffy Wiki. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, so it's Room with a View. With a View. Room with a View. A room with a View. Or... Room. Room. With a View. um so room with a view oh and that one's written by jane espenson and david greenwald oh that's gonna be a fun one one. it's gonna be a good one y'all oh except i saw the picture we're gonna have to deal with the guy who's in the opening credits he's like i think it's a comedy guy actually he just looks yeah it's it's a comedy guy like so i shouldn't insult him i don't know i i'm not saying his performance is bad i just his wincing face yeah is so overwrought no everyone yeah if honestly though if you take like the most um heightened moment of anyone's performance and put it with like that then, strings and music <laughs> that string is gonna seem ridiculous <laughs> yeah so it's not a it's not a performance note though i'm no. sick of his sad little face yes um so that first one is room with a view with uh kelly's comedy friend apparently he's not my friend i've never met the man <laughs> um whatever i he's still that face is still weird to see every day in the show and the next one is called sense and sensitivity oh okay. so the two episodes are room with a view and sense and sensitivity great <laughs> we're so we're tired. very tired but luckily kelly's gonna edit this so tight 
You're going to think that we're on cocaine. Do you know about Scientology? I know about Scientology. <laughs> Is this because I'm a lesbian? And the episode. And we'll never know. <laughs> I'm going to edit those parts in. Oh, uh, my God. Sorry. I'm really, no, like... No, I'm tired as fuck. Authentically, I might fall asleep. All right, guys. All right. Um, do, oh. How do we end this? We, I we just cut goodbye. it off at goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Latest skaters. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, boy. That's from... <laughs> <laughs> I seminal, got the rest of it classic. Now that's what I call music.